Adrian Lizer with Jake Hatch. Zach down here, Tech of Things, and Eric back in the studios. Uh, we are here at our home of the Saturday show, and that is Stockton 12 Honda 10860 South Automall Drive in Sandy. It's a beautiful day to come out and check out the Hondas that they have out on the lot here. They're their giant selection. Um, Jake, we love coming down here. This is our place. This is uh, the show is brought to you by Stockton 12 Honda. So, of <laughs> course, we are big fans of theirs, and uh, they're looking to help you out. Today. They got their new balloons up. Yes, every time we come down here. There's Very a new patriotic theme, of yes. course. It's summer, so that makes sense. It's a blast to be down here. I yeah. love coming down here. How are you today, sir? I'm doing all right. Uh, fall camps are well underway. We've got some college basketball news because the NCAA have a bunch of dunce caps on. And, Whoa. Uh, of course, we've got Team USA basketball going on. Donovan Mitchell having a good showing last night. Team so USA got... Volleyball just won today. Did they? Yeah, there you go. Won a championship? Or no, they, okay. they're, they're in a tournament. But... What tournament is this one? I've, I've, I've seen like 15 different tournaments going on with I Team USA. Remember. That's qualifiers, I think. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But um, for the Olympics, as they're next year. But anyway, uh, I'm just glad to hear you're doing well. Yeah, it's been a good day so far. So uh got a lot to talk about, but it is a beautiful day outside. Yeah. Like, nice summer day. We had some rain earlier on in the week. Anybody, I've seen some like down by Bird's Eye where they had that fire two years ago. They've had some debris flows, even up yeah. in Little Cottonwood Canyon, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Shout out to the crews who worked like oh my God, around the clock <laughs> all night long yeah. for like 20 straight hours to get all the mud that. and yeah. stuff out of. Uh, co- was it Big Cottonwood Canyon that yeah. got blocked off? Either little or bigger. I'm not sure which one it uh, was. Mudslides everywhere. Yeah, last you, you forget about the damage that fires can have until it starts to rain. Yeah. No, so, it's, but, it, uh, it, it's a it's a blast to be out and about. And like you said, we're here. And every time we come down, I was kind of look which cars are parked here. And they've always yeah, got, they've got a new selection. They've got one of those uh, sweet Honda Civics with the spoiler on the back. Yeah, the little coupe edition. Um, so come see us. We've yeah. got jazz hats. We've got some um, jazz uh, desk ornaments, some shirts. Also, come down and check out the Hondas. They'll give you a free appraisal on your vehicle. You can get $500 more towards your trade-in. Um, you can get the Civic, the 2019 Civic. And this, these deals are in the 2019 Civic, so, or, or 2019 models. So you can get a 2019 Civic for $5 a day, the HRV and the Accord for $6 a day. I was out there looking at the new HRVs. Okay. That is a sweet car. It's like kind of a crossover, yep. SUV style, really cool. Uh, and you can get the CRV for $8 a day, and they've extended their two Hondas for $12 a day uh, deal. So if you want to come out and you're thinking, oh, you need a couple new cars, you can get both of those for 2 bucks a day. Sweet. Or for yeah. 12 bucks a day. Sorry. Come on, come on, that's 2 bucks a day would be even better. Come yeah, on. No, that go. would be better. 12 bucks a day. No, it's a blast to be down here. We always enjoy coming down here. So we got a lot to talk about, Adrian, and I want to start today with the only child situation down at BYU. Yes, let's get into that. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk to the NBA as Team USA had a scrimmage last night. Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell had a very nice game. Um, we've got fall camps to talk about as they are in full swing. Also, the NFL and the preseason got kicked off. Uh, we're going to let you hear from a couple of interviews that were on the Zone Sports Network this week. Yep. And... Um, technical fouls and everything like that five minutes of soccer later i've got a question for jake and that i'm actually going to be involved in this week's edition of five minutes of soccer so what you're actually going to be involved yeah i'm very bothered by this situation okay so sweet um and i'm sure that you know the one i'm speaking of oh okay I in know. rsl land so what you're saying. Okay. anyway but let's start today with the yoli child situation mm-hmm. jake um byu announced yesterday that he would be suspended for the first nine games of this upcoming season for the BYU Cougars. Um, basically, it has to do with some impermissible benefits in the 
time frame of which he had declared that he was leaving school and when he had decided to return to school. And more than that, it was because he didn't file the right paperwork file the correct in the paperwork. order that it needed to be yes, filed. Yes, correct. There's, this is a much like anything in this life, bureaucracy can be our downfall. And uh, there was some uh, some paperwork that didn't get filed in the correct order or timely manner. And thus, he has been suspended for nine games as the NCAA considers to or continues to choose uh, random punishments for random individuals or yeah, this of the like, as you know. Okay. So your initial thoughts when you heard this, and as someone who is the bureau chief of the Zone Sports <laughs> Network for Utah County <laughs> and covers BYU for the station. Yeah. I, I turn the floor over to you, sir. Well, let's put it this way. The NCAA is a shame. Plain and simple. I'm going to come out and say that right off the top here because with everything going on in the NCAA, FBI investigations into corruption, the North Carolina situation where they were making up classes and credits for student athletes across multiple sports, but none more, none more bigger than men's basketball. Uh, all these different situations going on in collegiate basketball, all these different things. But then BYU, Yoli Childs, they realize that uh, his the paperwork wasn't filed correctly. He goes to try to rectify the situation in the NCAA. What do they do? They pull out a big hammer and smack him over the head with it and say, guess what? You're going to miss a quarter, maybe a third of your senior season because you didn't file the correct paperwork and this agent helped you out as you were trying to decide what you were doing in terms of NBA and your future pro prospects. I've seen guys like Jay Billis come out, who is no fan of the NCAA to begin with, and he says, you're going to penalize a kid who is coming back to the sport? Okay, then. Mm-hmm. This is just ridiculous. Nine games? Like, okay, I could understand maybe one, two, three games, but you're going to knock him out for the biggest tournament BYU's going to play all year in the Maui Invitational yep. over there in Maui when BYU's taking on some of the blue bloods of the college basketball world. Programs that have been swept up in this FBI probe into college basketball that apparently are going to get off scot-free. But We've talked about that tournament being very instrumental yes. in their – chances um, in their strength of schedule to mm-hmm. be able to make an NCAA tournament possibly. But you're taking your leading scorer who decided to come back to school off the court and you're probably dead in the water now with your non-conference in terms of building any momentum I think towards a potential NCAA berth. This just seems like the NCAA like you said picking and choosing where they can slam somebody so they can s- still act like hey guess what we're still the moral authority on everything going on right. in college sports. Meanwhile Sean Miller in Arizona, uh, Tony Bland, the f- what are all these other programs? USC got involved in this, Mississippi State, LSU. They're all being swept up in this FBI corruption probe, and it appears at right currently that they're not going to have anything coming down on them at the at, like in a, in fast fashion. Let's put it that. Yeah, way. I, I would I would argue, and not, this is not to say that yeah. I agree with the suspension in any way. Yeah. I think nine games is a little harsh for yeah. this. Um, but to be fair, if this is something that was wrecked in their mind, they were able to deliberate and determine quickly whereas an fbi probe into several universities is a much um larger undertaking for the ncaa yeah but this screams to me that byu and i, I can tell you this much I, ha- I had a former coach tell pk patrick kinahan and i that it's better if you're in, ter- in terms of dealing with the ncaa and potential violations to lie through your teeth about a situation hope that they just Forgiveness and permission, that old thing. If you're forthright with them, they're going to swing the big stick and hit you over the head with it. You lie, 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 deny, 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 and the NCAA finally gets tired of it and moves on. It's, it, it doesn't make sense. Like BYU tried to fix this situation. They had everything paid back according to what they said yesterday. But now, as a result, you're losing your top player, one of your top scorers on this team, 
uh, to a suspension that's likely going to cripple your chances of going to the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. It's just, it screams to me the NCAA picks and chooses. They still want to be, well, we're the NCAA. It's a sham. All of it. Burn it all down. Start over. It's disappointing that this is what the continual conversation is Mm -hmm. about the NCAA because it it seems like they have so many opportunities to try to pivot a little bit and figure out how to run things smoothly, and then we get into one. Or it's like when, uh, was it Cal Poly who – Oh yeah, yeah, over books. Yeah, they 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 get they get like slammed the, for books because they gave they get a probation right and a postseason ban or something. Yeah. I forget what their punishment was, but but meanwhile, and, uh, North Carolina is doing academic fraud. NCAA finds a loophole that they can use to escape out of it. Three hundred student athletes got off scot free in, in the North Carolina right. Tar Heels. Were like, well, what did we do? We did nothing, and they just fought, fought, fought until the NCAA got tired of it, found a convenient loophole, and let it go. Yeah. It, it screams to me that the NCAA – They care more about the, the big names. It's w- obvious. But they also care about money. That's all they care about. Right. It's and a, it's, that's the big – so I, it's a money North grab. Carolina matters more in Absolutely. The, I get that, yeah. Matters more <laughs> – it's hard to say this, no, BYU fans. To their bottom line, North absolutely. Carolina basketball and football matters more to the bottom line of the NCAA than BYU basketball does. It just screams it – it, it's incredible to me that BYU is a university – and I applaud them for approaching this in a forthright manner. Right. They, they have addressed everything head, head on. Mm-hmm. It's similar to the Nick Emery situation. They addressed yep. everything head on with that as well, tried to get out in front of it, handle it with the NCAA. But what does the NCAA do? They force him to vacate 47 wins and ban Nick Emery for nine games. He has to pay back all of his impermissible benefits. And now because of what apparently amounts to a paperwork, paperwork snafu, in the midst of a coaching change, a guy deciding he wants to go pro and then deciding, you know what, I'm actually going to come back for one more year, you're going to say, well, guess what, young man? You get to sit out a third or a quarter of your season just because we can do that. Yeah, it's, it's, Sucks for you, dude. Paperwork. That's, if this is truly just a paperwork mistake, then and then that's, I don't know. And let's get one thing out of the way here. People think, well, people are already wondering, why aren't they appealing this? They already did. And the yeah. NCAA already said, yeah, no. Come it's hard on. to appeal that. Well, it, but it's like. Yeah. If you've got these national talking heads, guys like Seth Greenberg, Sam Vicenni, these national college football, not college football, college basketball talking heads, some of the foremost authorities on the sport are calling it ridiculous, embarrassing, some of the terms they've used on social media since this news came out. It's just it's an awful, awful look for the NCAA in my mind. I get the BYU's a, a small fish in a big pond mm-hmm. with regards to the NCAA. But this is just the, – the punishment doesn't fit the crime based on everything I have read about this and everybody I've talked to about this. I agree. It's similar to when we talk about, like, the NFL and their punishments. Oh, yeah. It's so inconsistent mm-hmm. that we have no idea what's going to come down. It's almost a reputation thing in a way. Right. And like. um, then they don't care if – I mean, it happens every year when the NCAA tournament goes on. Yeah. Student athletes. Yeah. Any questions for the student athletes? Right. Yeah, we're it cashing happens. billion dollar checks yeah. over here. It but. happens every summer with or every spring with that, and then mm-hmm. all these talking heads. They call it pathetic and embarrassing that this kid couldn't. T- he got he stole a rug from his hotel room, and now he's <laughs> being ordered to give it back. You know, and oh. people, but they don't care. Yeah, that's the sad thing is there isn't a there isn't an attempt to try to change how you are going to hand down punishments. And let's let's be clear on one thing. I think BYU's athletic department does bear some responsibility sure, in this. They I should agree have, they should have been o- some oversight with him. I understand that in the midst of this coaching change, very easily could have fallen through the cracks. But you have an entire athletic department, a compliance office that is hired to monitor situations mm-hmm. like this. So BYU as a university does bear some responsibility in terms of helping 
It could have been avoided. Yeah, Yoli, Yoli Childs, go in the right order. File this paperwork so that way you can have that agent represent you as you explore the NCAA. And then if you decide to come back, it's all cleared up. But he does it out of order. The NCAA f- catches wind of it. They investigate it. They hand out the punishment. P- BYU appeals it. They're like, no, we're going to uphold that punishment, and this is where we're at today. I think you're right. There is, there's responsibility all around here, mm-hmm. whereas someone obviously missed something. Yes, absolutely. On BYU's end. Yeah. And – didn't understand maybe they just handed Yoli a link and said follow all these steps and you should be good but there should have been more but I don't think nine games is appropriate I think it's over the top and it's still kind of a confusing situation all the way around because the NCAA and the NBA this whole agent process they've been working on this and they've changed the rules twice in the last Mm -hmm. three to four months so they just made another one where exactly now you have to pass a certification test which uh, it to me that rule does seem like I mean People don't like to hear LeBron James complaining, but it almost does seem like it was targeting Rich Paul. It was. Oh, I have no problem saying that. That was targeting guys like Rich Paul. Because why does some why does an agent have you know a bachelor's degree or three years experience or having to fly themselves on their own dime to Indianapolis to take a test? Why does that make them any better? Or I guess some experience wouldn't make you as good as an agent, but not to get off track here. No. but I, I found that rule absolutely ridiculous. What if someone wants their parent as an agent yeah well if your parent doesn't have a college degree and doesn't have three years of experience it ain't happening yeah. so that's a sham rule in its own right just the thing that just adds to this yes. situation is yeah. so inconsistent exactly so i just i look at this all the way around and the ncaa it's just it doesn't make sense why they can't get out of their own way and just do something with common sense once in a while they are so old-fashioned they're so caught up in their own high and mighty status that if they can punish somebody who's being forthright about it, they're going to do it. But if it's a black eye for them, they want to bury it in a hole and never look at it again. I'm speaking of the FBI corruption probe. They want nothing to do with that. I oh, of course. That. They want nothing to do with that. So they're going to they're gonna all This cost. is a look what's happening over yeah, this look, hand, yeah. while the other <laughs> hand is worried over, about F- FBI. Yeah, <laughs> ignore ignore this. So it, it, it it's a bad deal, and I, I do feel for, for Yoli Childs. Because it, it now rough. if you're him, like, what yeah. are you thinking? Like, why did I, why did I come back? I should have gone overseas and I made just hundreds lost, of thousands of dollars. I just lost a third of my season. Yes. And I lost the games that I would get the most eyeballs on me. Correct. Because right? in the WCC, you're not getting the eyeballs that the Maui Invitational is getting you. Yeah, not until the end of the year if you're good and yeah. you're in that maybe the WCC title game. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be behind the eight ball on that now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're, that's, that, if I was him, I would be more upset because what's to keep him there now? There's not much. And he turned down hundreds of thousands of dollars just in terms of contract offers from overseas teams to come back for another year to play with his teammates. He wanted to make a run with these guys. BYU, yeah. with the transition to Mark Pope, bringing guys like Jake Toulson in, it all of a sudden became a senior-laden team that appeared to be on the cusp of being a, an at-large potential team in the NCAA, and then the NCAA goes and cuts them out at their knees. I'm with you. Yoli Child's going to be sitting there thinking, hey, are any of those offers still valid? Because it's almost, in, in my mind, just looking at it from the outside, this is just me speaking. If this was a situation where I was having a quarter of my season taken away, like you said, the biggest matchups of my opportunities to be seen by NBA scouts, seen by people on national TV, etc., it almost takes away the lure of coming back, and I would be looking maybe elsewhere and saying, "Okay, well, guess what? Maybe I'm actually going to go pro now, and I'm just going to I'm just going to take off here." And that 
it's unfortunate yeah. uh, all the way around. And there are, there's responsibility, like like we just mentioned, on all sides. BYU could have helped him out. Yoli Childs could have been a little, probably a little more thorough in making sure he had crossed his T's and dotted his I's, I'm sure. But also the NCAA, nine games for a kid that wanted to come back and play in your sport when he could have made money playing this sport overseas mm-hmm. this upcoming year. Come on now. It's just a bad deal all the way around. And second instant this week yes. of NCAA violations on a local basketball team. Yeah, University of Utah. The University of Utah didn't get as uh, – it wasn't as heavy of a um, handed-down punishment. Some probation, a fine for just uh, some impermissible contact with a potential student-athlete they, kind they, of in the window up, where they yeah. weren't allowed to have visits. They brought an athlete on campus for yeah. a visit and misread it. Tommy Connor, the associate head coach, has been given a one-year show-cause penalty by the NCAA as a result of this. Mm-hmm. But in that situation, uh, Larry Kraskoviak was actually going to be handed a two-game suspension for failure to failure of oversight on his staff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. In that case, the NCAA actually reversed the two-game suspension upon appeal. So it <laughs> – I look at the Utah University of Utah situation. I can totally get where they got confused with the dates on a calendar. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But it, it, and for the University of Utah, it also sucks because, yeah, they have these recruiting restrictions. They have this fine. They're now on two years of probation. It's not a good look for a program that's already under the gun with Larry Kriskoviak as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's put it this way. The NCAA is trying to find – yeah, they're trying to find why find whipping boys for their big boys. Does that make sense? Like So – yeah, North Carolina has been in deep trouble. Uh, you've got programs like Arizona who's been in trouble. You've got programs like USC who have been in trouble with, these, with this FBI corruption probe. North Carolina's case, it was the academic fraud. But meanwhile, yes, we're going to hammer Cal Poly. We're going to hammer the University of Utah. We're going to hammer BYU. They're the whipping boys for, it's the, like you said, the, the, here's my left hand. Look over yeah. here. Don't look at what my right hand's doing over here because they want to bury that mm-hmm. FBI black eye right now they, yeah they well want they, it gone. they want to bury anything that has to do with their bottom line yeah exactly so, so i don't know it's unfortunate for yoli i feel for him um <laughs> if i were him i would there wouldn't be a really a reason find yourself a contract now and get out of there maybe i don't know like is it worth staying at this point it, it it's a very valid question because I, i'm with you you had these op- opportunities. You're going to play ucla in that maui invitational in the first game if you were to win that first round game you're playing kansas yeah Think of the eyeballs that are coming from those two games alone. And guess what? Guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to be in on the bench. board shorts and a polo sitting on yep. the bench cheering on your teammates. That sucks. Yeah. Plain and simple. So I'm with you. I think it would be a very valid question. Does Yoli Childs now kind of evaluate and say, hey, do I still have those opportunities to go pro at this point? Because I'd very much look at that and as, a, as an appealing look right now because this is just so heavy-handed and just out. It's just dumb by the NCAA. No, it is. I totally agree. And <laughs> Nine games is too much. It's too bad that on appeal they couldn't get it reduced. Yeah. And NCAA just decided, you know what? No, it's good. You, you, you're you're going to serve that. This is a guy who scored 21 points, almost averaged a double-double a season ago, and you're just going to knock him out for the biggest event, one of the biggest events the NCAA has on their calendar during the year. That may be of his career. Of his career. No, I would agree probably yeah. of his career because the Maui Invitational, most programs get to go to it once every – five to six years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's once in a career, essentially. Yep. I just look at this, and it's a bad deal all the way around. Clint Peterson, our good friend, tweeting in, the NCAA office is almost as consistent as the Honor Code office at BYU. Oh and there's something to be said about A little that. true there, too. Yep. All right, uh, we're going to get more. We'll get back to this later in the show as well. Um, coming up on the other side, we've got the thick and the thin of it. Talk a lot of fall camp. 
mm-hmm. with uh, Utah and BYU. BYU had a scrimmage today. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, also, the NFL is in back in full swing. Some drama across the world of the National Football League. As Adrian, if I don't get my old headset back, I am not doing the show anymore. We will talk about Antonio Brown as well. <laughs> uh, and uh, preseason got underway. Vikings looked amazing in one drive. All right, uh, we're here at Stockton 12 Honda. Uh, hit 108 the six years. They did. <laughs> Anyways. They did their one drive in the preseason with the ones okay. out there. Anyway, yeah. uh, come into Stockton 12 Honda. They've got the giant selection of pre-owned certified Hondas. Get full Kelly Blue Book value on your trade. You can also head over to Stockton12Honda.com. If you're just into that online shopping, you can just hit the old add to cart and more, more get out and, of there. More and more, I am an online shopper myself. I freely admit that. I would love to someday buy a car online. Can you imagine that? Like the whole idea of that? Like, click, click, buy. I like that 2019 CRV <laughs> in that red. I don't know what kind of red it is, but it looks nice. It's like a candy apple red. I would like that one, brand new, zero miles, click. You customize it how you want. Yep. Push order. Exactly. That'd yep. be pretty cool. And you <laughs> can do that at Stockton12Honda.com. Sweet. So check out their website. Uh, coming up on the other side, it's the thick and the thin of it. And also, we've got technical fouls later on in the hour. That's all coming up here on the Saturday Show. Welcome back. Saturday Show here on the Zone Sports Network. Adrian Lizer, Jake Hatch. You can follow me on Twitter at Lizer at Jacob C. Hatch. And come see us in person. Come and say come hi. Come see us in person. We've People got... don't talk anymore in, in real life, so <laughs> no, let's talk in real life. Yo, come and get a jazz hat, get a jazz shirt, and uh, say hi to us. Yes. Love to see you. Got yep. plenty of cars for you to check out here, and got plenty of jazz gear as well to reward you for coming in. So. Uh, we just got uh, some sound from the University of Utah, so we're going to let you hear that in just a minute here uh, in the thick and the thin of it as they practice today, mm-hmm. as well did BYU. Um, though the news of the week, Jake, of course – the mystery surrounding one Zach Moss um, sounds like, by all beliefs, he'll be okay. Yeah, and regardless of— Just an odd situation to happen. Yeah, you can't report on what you see. Hi, Zach, what's on your wrist there? Yeah. Uh, I get it, and I get that Kyle Whittingham, it's, it's what he's going by. Uh, the NCAA is not requiring injury reports at this point. I, I actually that. appreciated what Kyle said yeah. when they asked. He said, until they require until they require it, I'm not going to do not it. Going to, so. I get that. I I, yeah, I, I, I'm totally okay with that. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. They're not going to do it at least this year. I'm not sure they'll yeah, ever yeah. do it. But I, it, it is such a funny situation because you walk over, you see a young man with something on his wrist. You're not allowed to report on it. But it, like you said, according to what we've heard slash seen slash whatever you want to believe, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Moss should be good to go for the University of Utah. Yeah, there was a momentary panic across all of Ute land on Twitter Which when I the understand. rumors started swirling. Obviously, you don't want your 65% of your offense <laughs> to not be able to go by the BYU game. But uh, well, okay. by all accounts, it should be okay. Even if he's not good to go by the, by the BYU game, you beat, him, you beat BYU last year without him anyways. Yeah. I, the biggest thing is... That USC game, if there's any any mm. chance that he's not 100% healthy, you sit him out and get him ready for conference season. And that's just my thought on that. But like we've heard, it sounds like week one he should be set. Yeah, maybe you let him go during the BYU game because if you get through that with a win, I think you can give him a couple resty, resty so. weeks yeah. against Idaho State. and That's a possibility uh, as well. So we'll their see. Their other opponent that I'm spacing on right now. Uh, they play. Is it Northern Illinois? Northern Illinois. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
But let's let you hear from a couple uh, coaches up there at University of Utah this morning. This is hot off the presses. And uh, first, we're going to let you hear from Kyle Whittingham. And uh, following that, uh, we'll talk about what he said, and then we'll get into what Andy Ludwig had to say talking about the offense. But first, here is head coach Kyle Whittingham after practice this morning. Takeaways by the defense, which bad for the O, good for the D. But overall, a productive day, a long day. We had 120 plus snaps. Uh, in addition to special teams, we worked on top of that. So it was a it was a good three-hour session. Anybody pop besides Wilmore for you today, either side of the ball? Uh, individually, Julian Blackman had a nice pick. Jalen Johnson did some really good things. Uh, Francis Bernard, of course, the front four always does good things. And offensive line started to. Looked like a cohesive unit today. You know, very few uh, issues on the O line. I think we had one false start. I don't think we had any CQ uh, exchange issues. Uh, drop or two on the outside, which we got to get cleaned up. But uh, Tyler looked sharp. Deep balls were really good today. Deep ball we connected on on three or four deep balls that were right on the money. Where are you guys in assessing the offensive line and finding your best five? Well, we're going to uh, you know, we'll obviously dissect this film and watch it and, and then meet uh, and, and start to determine who you know, who those five guys are that we're going to start working together right now. And that wouldn't be set in stone because we still have 19 days, but we've got to have five starting on Monday that start to work together. Coach Scally mentioned that defensively you're, you're looking for more from the twos. That they're still a work in progress. Big drop Specifically, yeah. what are you looking for them to accomplish over the next well, More assignment sound. There's still too many man mistakes with the twos. Uh, better technique. Uh, higher sense of urgency. And, you know, our ones are really good. And so if there's going to be a drop-off, but right now that that uh, separation between the ones and twos is just too much. we got to shrink that gap. How did the running backs look as a group? Very good. Like I said, uh, Jordan Wilmore was the guy that really had the, the best day. Zach Moss didn't uh, take any hits today. Uh, let's see, Devin Brumfield made some good runs. Uh, uh, Devonta Henry Cole did a nice job. So there's three or four guys that, uh, that did a nice job as running back. Charlie Vincent did some good things. We had the three scrimmage at the end, and he showed up and showed some quickness and, and some toughness. You mentioned deep balls of the wide receivers Jaylen who were making Dixon. plays. Jaylen. Jaylen Dixon. He is a legit deep threat, as, as legit a deep threat as there is in the country. One of the, one of, you know, one of the, one of the best deep threats in the country. He's blazing fast. Any update on Bam? He's here. Yeah, he's practicing. Uh, you know, the first two days he practiced yesterday and today, but uh, a modified practice after he got cleared yesterday. Today, practice, you know, he can put pads on starting Monday. You know, you have to go through the, the five-day acclimatization uh, period, and so he'll be able to put uh, shoulder pads and helmets on Monday and start to be more mainstream than uh, what he has been the first couple of days. Is the weight where you want it to be at this point? Yeah, he's not bad. He's six foot eight and 337 pounds, and, you know, we figure maybe 330 would be about max as far as getting him down. So he's a big guy, 88-inch wingspan. I don't know what Rudy Gobert's is, but it's closing in on that. <laughs> Somebody find out what his is. Probably 90-something. How's your depth at linebacker right now? Uh, limited? Not, yeah, limited. Limited. And, you know, you just, and I don't know until somebody emerges. You know, we had another guy or two emerge. But right now, nobody has stepped up to be able to, to uh, say that, hey, they're ready to play. But Sione Lund is looking better, which is a positive. That gives us four. You know, with Devin Lloyd, Francis, Trenton Carlson, and Sione. But we need a, a fifth and ideally a sixth. How about the kickers? 
kickers took a step forward today, but there was no separation. You know, they're all right around 70% uh, make, which we want to be 80. 80 is, if you're 80% kicker, you're legit. And right now we're about 70. Uh, the good news is Matt Gay, at this exact spot in time, last fall camp was 68% with his kicks. And he just kept getting better and better. So we're, we're looking for someone to separate themselves and then really take charge. See Matt's kick last night? I did. What was 55 it? 55 in a game. Before the win? No, it was at the end of the half. End of the half. Okay, it doesn't surprise me. He's good from 60, 60 plus. So good for Matt. Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Enjoy the rest of the game. There you go, Kyle Whittingham. A lot of, actually, in about five minutes there, a lot of stuff uh, that he let out there. I'm really interested to hear what he said there. Um, offensive line getting together a little bit more as a cohesive unit. The drop-off between the ones and the twos on defense seems a lot bigger than he had uh, hoped for. What and he now expected, least, what he yeah. expected, and it seems like they're really trying to address that. I, I was just kind of reading some of the tweets from the different reporters coming out. They said Morgan Skelly had some similar comments to that, so right. we've got to work on that. And that, that should be That's l- interesting. That should be marginally concerning. Now, Kyle makes a good point. Coach yes. Witt, when he said, well, the ones are really good, yeah. which he has a point. Yes. Um, he's, got, he's got two defensive NFL defensive backs on his roster. He's probably got four NFL defensive linemen along the front. He's got a couple first-round picks, he's, maybe. He's got an NFL linebacker at minimum, in my mind, at linebacker. So. He's got a corner who's going to be yeah. a first-rounder, so, Jalen. Yeah, his ones are very good, but those guys can't play 80, 90 snaps again. Right. So you need some, some of the twos to – filter in there uh so and imagine going against that offense every single day or that defense every single day is the offense uh, also what he said uh tyler huntley cr- uh, connected on a couple deep balls which is good to hear um something they haven't really stretched the ball very well a mm-hmm. ton over the last couple of years but um with first thing out of his mouth was jalen dixon as legitimate of a threat from deep as anybody in the country jalen dixon has pure unadulterated speed and he can get down the field he forces you to take the top off your defense and you have to send somebody with him every opportunity because like you said he gets over the top on you Tyler I don't care who it is Tyler Huntley Jason Shelley Zach Wilson down at BYU Jordan Love at Utah State all they gotta do toss it up there let him run underneath it and go get it that's six yep that's a uh, that's a great weapon to have we'll let you hear from Julian Blackman who was on with Tony and Austin yesterday Uh and he also he echoed uh, the one guy teams should be worried about is Jalen Dixon. So we'll have to let you hear from And that that's good to hear that Tyler Huntley is starting to connect on that deep ball. There was that four-game stretch through October there when he was really rocking and rolling a season mm-hmm. ago that he was connecting on the short, intermediate, and even the deep balls. And it was like, hey, we're seeing him finally transitioning into being a, being a true, legitimate quarterback. If he's got that back from the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. watch out. Utah's offense could be a lot more dynamic than I think a lot of people even are thinking. And uh, the running backs did well. Zach Boston taking the hits, but Jordan Wilmore, mm-hmm. the young guy coming in, he's making a big impact already. He was a, a four-star prospect. Yep. Yeah, People have expected some big things from him, but it is impressive that guys like a Devin Brumfield have been um, competing with this kid, this young this young buck who's coming. Yep. It's nice to see that. All right, uh, let's hear, let you hear from offensive coordinator Andy Ludwig uh, as he spoke with the media today as well. Uh, the kids played hard. There's a good amount of physicality in the scrimmage. Uh, obviously, some things execution-wise at this point at camp that need to develop and come along uh, much further. But uh, overall, good for the 10th day of work and the 25th day running this offense. 
Tyler said he got a lot of reps in, which he liked. And yeah. Did you like what you saw there? Yeah, he did a nice job, a really nice job. Um, extended some plays with his feet, threw the ball on time. Uh, play action game was good. Quarterback run game was good. So I'm, I'm pleased with his progress. But yet there's still a lot of camp left ahead of us and a lot of a lot of improvements to be made. How about the young running backs? How did they look today? They, they look good, and it was it was a real positive to get them tackled. You know, this was a they've had one live day in camp so far, but to get them uh, consecutive reps of live work positive. The ball security was very good, and the physicality they were running behind their pads. Again, uh, I'm pleased with their production and their toughness uh, in the game. So the tape will tell more, but from the press box, it looked like they were very solid. Is your offensive line starting to gel? Uh, they, they're getting better every day. To gel, you know, you talk about gelling with the same five guys. Jim's still working a lot of players through in the rotation, creating depth. Um, you know, Nick Ford's moving from right tackle to left tackle, playing a little guard. We've got all sorts of players just getting exposure to different spots. The true gelling should really start kicking in as Jim narrows it down to the best five and things hone in a little bit next week as we get into week three of fall camp. Well said, you connected on some deep balls, and Jalen Dixon did some good things. He did, yeah. You know, I, I remember saying in the sp- after a spring scrimmage, that guy's fast. He showed his speed today. Uh, He's, he's going to be. He's developing into an every-down player, which you appreciate not having to use him just as a specialty player. But uh, that, he's a real weapon for us. Uh, Damari Simpkins is a very good football player. Very, I, the kid is a, such a fast learner. We can put. The, he he doesn't repeat a mistake. Uh, you tell him once, nine out of ten times he gets it right the first time. So I appreciate his work ethic and uh, his football IQ very much. So what will next week be, I, I, I guess the answer to this is everything, but what will you look to uh, improve on? You know, next yeah, it, it is everything, you know, but the great thing now after 10 practices, the majority of the installation process is done. So we're not running new plays. We're going back and repeating plays and getting better at running those plays as opposed to, you know, throwing new stuff in. There's still some installation left, but it really will be minimized this week. And coach has singled out Jordan Wilmore quite a bit this preseason. What's impressed you about his acclimation process? Well, it's just that. The, the acclimation process has been very quick. And, again, the, the young guy came in, got a lot of carries today, uh, live work, thud work, um, very productive. I believe he was uh, – Assignment clean again from the press box. You can't always tell on certain plays, but uh, he's again, he's smart, he's tough, and he cares. So the guy's got a chance to be a really good football player. Is it player. rare for a true freshman running back to be able to do that coming in the first couple weeks of camp? I wouldn't say it's rare, but uh, but but he's he's doing it. He's doing it. Thanks, Andy. Right, thanks. thanks so much. Ludwig um, expected big things out of that wide receiving core, and if the if the Utes can get that group to play really well, they're going to have a chance to be really special in offense, I think, especially if Zach Moss is really chewing up yards like we know he can. Yeah, and that that would be positive. Uh, Yogi Roth, who's regular on our station, did a podcast. He was up at Utah visiting earlier on the week. He did a podcast, and he talked to uh, Britton Covey during that, and uh, Britton said to Yogi that we want to be eight deep at receiver. And if Utah has an eight deep rotation receiver that could actually contribute that actually be a fantastic addition to this offense I do like that Jordan Wilmore is really starting to emerge there that running back depth chart looks more and more uh, 
it looks deeper, I guess yeah. is the easy way to say it. And you got Zach Moss, like you said. That guy is a bona fide NFL guy. He's going to have his opportunity to contribute at a high level, but having guys like a Jordan Wil- Wilmore, a Devin Brumfeld behind him, that only helps to bolster this offense. Uh, one thing I wanted to go back to about what Coach Winningham would say is Bam Bamadele Olasini, the Juco offensive tackle, 88-inch wingspan. Do you know how big that wingspan is? I think you're going to tell me. Seven foot three. That's a big wingspan. And of course, wingspan also takes into account how broad your shoulders are. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. It's six foot. Eight. If you have a seven three wingspan as an offensive tackle, that means you got some pretty long arms. You're going to be able to manhandle some defensive ends. Uh, Kyle uh, referencing Rudy Gobert in that situation. Well, Rudy's seven one with I think a seven nine wingspan, so that's only six inches shorter. Mm-hmm. Like that. That is some monster. That is a that length. is a big offensive tackle right there. And everything I've seen from Bam Olaseni just on on uh, his Twitter bio, like just seeing things on on the internet, him playing, he looks every bit the part of a mm-hmm. high level offensive tackle. If he's able to make the transition from uh, the JUCO level, being a JUCO All American, to now playing in the Pac-12, Utah's just found another NFL offensive lineman yep. to bolster. And uh, th- they want to be seven eight deep. Offensive line, absolutely. So he only helps with that, and that's been one of the big question marks with that with this offense is how deep this offensive line actually truly is going to be. Yeah, if they have seven and eight guys, I think they'll be quite comfortable. Right, I agree. So uh, big thanks to Kyle Whittingham and Andy Ludwig uh, talking about their offense and defense today, and special teams. Not a uh, wit is being positive, but I don't think he's very confident. Would that, that's kind of what I got out of those that, comments. That kicking game is. <laughs> Who knows? But it was a sweet kick by uh, Matt Gay for the Bucks. Yeah, well, he just set, when he set the record at Heinz Field for the longest field goal made at Heinz Field. Oh, really? I didn't know that. 55 yards. It's uh, I saw the kick, but I didn't know it was the record. And anybody at if you, Heinz Field is notorious for the nasty turf it has late yeah. in the season. And just the crosswinds with everything. 55 yards. That's incredible. Yeah. So, Utah's going to miss Matt Gay. they got to find somebody <laughs> to replace him, though. Uh, real quick before we wrap this up, just to shift a little bit to the NBA. USA Basketball, Donovan Mitchell had uh, eight points, three of seven from the field, and four assists for the blue team as blue defeated white 97-78. Sweet. So All Donovan right. Mitchell, I think it's great that he's playing down there. I know people get worried about their players playing in the international competition. For me, I think it's – Well, a, for good reason, Dante Exum ruptured his knee doing it. Right, but he could rupture his knee getting out I'm of his aware. car. So uh, it, just, it just is never good if it's not on your own uh, when it's not – I don't know what makes it – I don't know what tearing your ACL while you're playing for the Jazz is any different than tearing your ACL uh, than playing for your right. national team. Yeah. But that's just me. I'm a crazy person, as I've been told many <laughs> times. But uh, Donovan Mitchell having a solid uh, USA basketball camp. He's going to be a starter, it looks like, on the uh, for that lineup as he did start for the blue team. And uh, good things. Playing next to Kevin yeah. Walker. Get, I love the picture of him walking with Greg Popovich last mm-hmm. night. I think he's going to get a lot of alternative coaching that he's going to be able to bring back to uh, Utah Jets. Well, he, Utah was, Jets. he was diving on the floor for loose balls. He was running the offense, actually. He looked pretty smooth doing it. So yeah. he's showing some things in this camp that should be very beneficial for him in this upcoming season. You know, I'm, I'm actually over. excited to watch this group play. Because they're being overlooked by everybody? Yeah, right. absolutely. And, you know, I don't know. We have to talk, If everyone's playing, the USA is the best in the world. Well, this is a chance for some other guys to prove that they absolutely. can be just as dominant in that international game. Because people are just like, who are these guys? Well, I'm pretty sure De'Aaron Fox, Kyle Kuzma, um, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, these guys are going to prove who they are in this competition. So I think it's going to be good. Hey, yep. 
I'm excited to see him go. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna open some eyes, and that yeah. that'd be a great showing for him. All right, coming up on the other side, it's time for technical fouls here on the Zone Sports Network, including a typo that just makes one league look like a bunch of fools. We'll talk about that coming up next here on the Saturday Show. And a- if you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet, that's a technical foul. And if you switch the radio to some modern music show, that's a technical foul. If you touch the thermostat, you'll get hit with a bat. Cause that's a technical foul. You won't feel my wrath. That's a technical foul. Personal foul, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. A technical foul. Welcome back to the Saturday Show. We are live on location today at Stockton 12 Honda. Come on by and check it out. All kinds of great vehicles. we got a great service department. We'll tell you more about their deals in a minute. But this is our segment where we like to make sure that everybody is on blast because they weren't behaving properly or just awkward or stupid situations mm-hmm. took place. And we're leaving Yoli Childs and NCAA out of this one. No, we already – the first segment that's was a big. A that's that's foul, a big yeah. technical foul on the NCAA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Adrian, do you want to start or should I start us off? I can go first. Okay, go ahead. Um, Technical foul on the National Hockey League. Okay. Now, uh, Robin Lehner, he plays for the New York Islanders, and he recently won the 2019 uh, Masterton Trophy, which uh, it's uh, basically a sportsmanship perseverance award uh, in the NHL. Okay. Cool. You know, great award Um, for him. He – is uh, he talks about mental health and things like that, and so that's what he was nominated for the award for. Now, when the NHL sent it to him, it's a beautiful trophy, and it says, um, Robin Leonard, New York Rangers. Ooh. Wrong team. Ooh, 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 ooh. Whoa, yeah, major technical foul there. Come on now. (laughs) How do you mess that up so badly? Okay, oh, my goodness. I saw a tweet about it that said, um, imagine if, like, Lou Williams got his – Sixth Man of the Year trophy, and it said L.A. Lakers on it. <laughs> Fair right? Enough, yeah. Like, you can't mess that no, up. And it shouldn't be that hard to cross-reference real quick before you etch that in. The Rangers, something. yep, it's New York. Okay, the Rangers, yep, New York. New York Islanders, come on. Yep. Let's get it right. Technical foul big time there. All right, I got one. We're sticking, we're gonna stick in New York here, Adrian. Okay, cool. Uh, well, the New York area, greater New York area. Well, uh, New York Yankees general manager Brian Cashman, he's known as Cash the L for his annual Chris- Christmas tradition where he repels down in the 300-foot Stanford building there in the New York area. Well, yesterday he was mistaken for Cash the car thief. <laughs> Darien, uh, I believe Darien County, maybe Darien, New York, uh, police pulled their guns on the 52-year-old as he was exiting a gas station in town, he told the New York Post. He said between six and nine officers had their weapons drawn on him, according to the Post. Cashman said his white Jeep Wrangler was stolen last weekend but recovered Tuesday in the Bronx. But according to the post, the Jeep was never taken off the stolen vehicle list. So when it's spotted by the oh. Darien police, they do, a, they of course check it out. This car's stolen. We need to peg this guy and get him. The New York Yankees general manager has nine or nine cops got guns trained on that, it. I, I want to say he's told the story in the air, so I'm going to m- go with it. That sounds like what happened to Austin a little bit. A little bit, yeah. When the reg- we was driving his uh, wife's car and they didn't have it transferred over to new ownership or something and it was expired and so the police said it was stolen and Austin's like no it's not stolen I own this car what are you talking about <laughs> but he obviously got it yeah. all figured out but a couple oh. years ago that, oh that is so funny yeah so um, I know Eric has one that he wanted to share so Eric what do you got 
yeah, Antonio Brown, uh, that he's just kind of my technical foul in general. The fact that a professional NFL football player might quit playing the sport that he's paid like million dollars to play just because he doesn't like the way his helmet fits is a little bit wild to me. I, is, I agree because yeah. one part about it is there's like 30 helmets you can choose from. Yeah, right. The, the, the NFL's got a whole list of helmets you can pick yeah. from. But I want the one that's unapproved. I'm going to retire as a result. I don't believe for a second he's actually I don't either. I, this is, just proves that the Steelers knew what they were doing a little bit. No, it's so bizarre. I just wonder what's going on in his head. Do you watch Hard Knocks? Uh, I used to. I don't have HBO anymore. So I watched I watched this week's episode. It was over my in-laws and we watched it. I'm not going to lie. At least the first episode of this year's edition, less than entertaining, I thought. It needs to, they need to really ramp it up. John Gruden's yeah. just the same guy. We've seen the John he Gruden stick <laughs> before. Right. Like, right. you, like We know who this guy is. We don't need more of him. That's yeah, my I, thought on it. I agree. Kay. Yeah, but NFL's back, which is nice. But yes. Antonio Brown, I don't understand on, that. That just is frostbite from a cryogenic machine. Yeah. Come on, buddy. I got one more if we can fit it in. Here. I, we can't because I have one more as well. Okay. So. Bill Walton, of course, uh, most notable for his um, exploits on the on the basketball court and everything. Well, he may or may not actually know he did. It was, it's been proven this. He actually delayed a San Diego Padres game this week. He threw out a fir- sermon of first pitch. He was kind of being honored at it. He The first one sucks. We asked for a second one. <laughs> Throws a strike right down the middle. And then he proceeds to walk up to, like, to the lineup exchange where the managers meet at home plate to exchange the lineup. He talked for three straight minutes without interruption and delayed the start of this game. Yes. Way to go, Bill. <laughs> Would you rather watch Bryson DeChambeau wait three minutes to putt? Or Bill Walton talk listen, to some umpires. I'll, I'll listen to Bill Walton. All no, but day. you don't get to listen. You're just oh. in the stands waiting for the game to I'll start. I'll watch Walton. You're just going to watch no that problem. situation? No problem. I, uh, that's hilarious yes. that he delayed the game. And, of course, it's Bill Walton time. So Yeah. So the, between the Padres and the Rockies, it was delayed by the 66-year-old for at least three minutes. Um, my last technical foul is on Grant Hanley. He okay. plays, of course, you know, for Norwich City of the Premier League. He scored the very first goal uh-huh. of the season. For the Premier League. Yeah. Unfortunately, he scored it on his own team. I may or may not have been watching that. That sucked for Dutch City. So, uh, technical foul on you for scoring the first goal of the season, but wrong goal there. The Premier League Grant. is back, so I'm very excited about that at least. Um, <laughs> so, that's technical fouls. That's a lot of good ones today. Yep. Um, we're here at Stockton 12 Honda, 10860 South Automall Drive. Really easy to get here. Get off that 106 South exit, head east, and uh, take, a, uh, take a right on that. Um, Auto Mall Drive, mm-hmm. and you drive along, you see the blue Honda building, and uh, we're inside. We've got some jazz hats, we've got some jazz shirts, we've got some jazz desk ornaments. Lots of people coming in to say hello and get some jazz swag. You can also check out the 2019 Honda Civic. You can pick that up for five dollars a day. The Accord and the HRV for six dollars a day, and the CRV for eight dollars a day. They also have a giant selection of pre-owned Hondas out there on the lot. And also, you can buy any car at Stockton12Honda.com. So make sure you check all that out uh, here at Stockton 12 Honda. Awesome. Uh, Coming up on the other side, we're going to hear from a guest that you had on DJ and PK. Works for Pick 6 Preview. Well, he is the man behind Pick 6 Preview, Brett Ciancia. He works out of the eastern United States, Pennsylvania area. But, man, does he know his stuff when he talks Power 5 football. He talked a lot about Utah, and he has got Utah to the college football playoff. We'll let him explain that next right here on the Saturday.